0: Shep Naz
1: Podcast begins now. You're listening to the Shep Nass Podcast, the podcast of Shepherd Church. Everything we do here is to connect our community in a meaningful relationship with Christ. We're expecting great things. My name is Joey. I'm the host of this podcast. I'm joined by Pastor Brett once again. And we're gonna dive into kind of part two of the message from this past Sunday and talk about what it looks like to repent and believe in the good news. Pastor Brett, thanks for being here, man. What's up?
0: No problem, Joey. It's always my pleasure. Yeah.
1: We decided that we wanted to do three episodes on the sermon because Rob usually does two on his, and I wanted to beat him. But then Joe informed me we did five on his sermon from last week. So we just can't. We can't outdo we can't we Rob can't Paul.
0: He's the best. Yeah,
1: he's just got a lot to say. <laughs> we love you, Pastor Rob. You're the best. Um, so we're talking about the book of Mark where we started in the book of Mark and we really kind of honed in on Jesus's announcement or like the kind of proclamation of his ministry beginning. And it is, um, in Mark chapter one, verse 15 says the time has come. The kingdom of God has come near repent and believe the good news. And, um, Really, once again, we were just talking about how yesterday we talked about how that word time, um, it's the translate. I mean, that's the only word we have to translate um, that, you know, but it would be better, maybe a better translation is if we were to say the moment has come. Right. Because it wasn't that it was this this thing. It was like the Kim got us here, like the moment has come for the kingdom of God to be here. It's not some future thing that's off in the distance. It is here. And it's here if you then do what we're going to talk about today, which is kind of lean into it and repent and believe. And so we're going to talk about those two words. So, um, Again, the Greek language has multiple words for a lot of our single English words and the um, word repent is metanoia in Greek and it just means to change. Um, And so like if you hear the word metamorphosis, um, that literally means to change form. And so a butterfly, right? A caterpillar goes through metamorphosis and becomes a butterfly. So that meta word is, is change in Greek. And so that word doesn't necessarily mean that you have to apologize for something you've done wrong, which I think is where a lot of us think the word repent comes from. And so when you hear a pastor say you need to repent of your sin, you think, Oh, I did something wrong. I have to apologize and accept God's forgiveness. And while that's a part of repentance, like sometimes we need to do that. Um, Again, Mark is talking to believers. And so repenting is, Hey, there's something better out there for you. I need you. Like Jesus is calling you to change, to change your mind, change your behavior, change your thinking, like change what you're doing to become more like Jesus. I've got something for you. So when those moments in our life happen, those Kairos moments where God breaks through, he's offering us opportunity to change. That's the repent word. And then believe, um, to believe is not, you know, you got to have, you got to come up and have your, a couple minutes in fame on Sunday, um, and come and be my Guinea pig for a little sermon illustration. But yeah. if you believe in something in this instance, it is not just that you say that you believe it, it is that you would act upon that belief and you acted upon a belief that you said you believed in the chair that was on stage. I did. Yeah. And used, the only way we could know that you actually believed is if you did what? I sat in the chair. Yeah, because you have to—belief leads to action. Like, this is what Jesus—like, you're going to repent, you're going to change, and then you're going to believe what God's saying to the point that you will go and do what he's calling you to do. Yeah. It is not belief if you don't follow through and, like, put your confidence in that thing. And so that's what we talk about is— Repentance and belief is this kind of thing that we do all of the time as Christians. It is not just something you do when you are a sinner and you become a Christian. You repent and believe in the good news. That, I think, is often what we hear when we say that. Repent and believe the good news means become a Christian. And I don't, that's not necessarily what Mark's worried about because he's talking to Christians. He's saying, repent and believe the good news. Change what you're doing, believe in it to the point where you will go do something about it. And become more like Jesus. And in doing so, you bring the kingdom of God with you. And so that's what we kind of talked about. We talked about that there were, there are different kind of, um, there's steps to take in that, in that. So, um, have you ever experienced a time, Brett, where you had a choice to make and a change to make in your life that God was calling you to? Uh, yes. Yeah. Any that you want to, like, just go forward Tell yeah. us.
0: Yeah, so um, when I received my call to ministry, I was currently in the process of the school that I went to was a STEM school, and uh, basically I got all my high school credits done by my sophomore year. And so junior and senior year, they allowed us to do some sort of focus. And there were only a few options, and I picked um, the one that they called the Bodies Program, which was just basically like a pre-med program. Uh-huh. And I was very much planning on becoming a veterinarian, and I um, got to do – like kind of a mentorship at the Columbus Humane Society and got to go on a lot of cool um, like pre-vet-med trips. And that was the plan. And then Mm -hmm. the opportunity for change was not at all (laughs) vet-med. And um, I remember like distinctly when I um, started preparing for what was going to happen after high school and pursuing my call to ministry, I remember meeting with my uh, guidance counselor and the last thing she knew is we were looking for a school with a good vet-med program. (laughs) and then I'm like yeah I'm I'm going I'm going to be a pastor and she's like I've what do you what do you need me to do I don't know how to what do you, how do you handle that like what <laughs> school are you trying to go to do you, do you even need to go to school and so um it was just it was a huge change because that mm-hmm. is that is not um up until the time that I received my call that was not that was not my plan yeah that wasn't my plan sure. for my life sure sure but um as it is sometimes the yeah better plan was provided for and and revealed to me so yeah
1: and so those moments that happen that kind of moment that happened in your life you you had the opportunity that that god kind of spoke to you you reflected on it and i assume that there was someone in your life that you went to to talk about that to get advice for right to get advice from them was it, or did you just make that decision on your own?
0: <laughs> no, I'm not going to take all the credit for that. Um, <laughs> I actually had uh, a few people that I could look up to and ask for some advice from some friends and, and some family yeah. members as well that, that I knew. Um, I could kind of just like hash out everything that was going on yeah. and, just, and just ask some of these questions too that people um, of the faith that I knew would yeah. help me um, pray about it and just kind of figure out what's next for me to plan which is part of that part yeah. of that cycle
1: and so we um I, so i had a i had a very similar you know when i was younger and got a call to ministry but you know a, a big one that happened for us was last last summer when we uh, made the change to come here and to um join a team here at shepherd you know god was god was pushing us in this direction we were really like Bethany and I really weren't feeling it at the time. Like we, we, we loved our life and where we were, what we were doing. Um, and so like I was, I was reading a little bit more about this last night because I just was kind of inundated with the message and was continuing to read a little bit more, but it was that observe the, the observe part of the circle that we talked about on Sunday is, is maybe less about observing that it happened because the moment happened already, but maybe more of observing your feelings toward the moment um what was your reaction to the moment and then your reflection is why did i react that way Mm -hmm. and so i would so if we're just getting super transparent um last summer my reaction to what the moment god had for me last summer maybe wasn't the better the like good reaction. And the reflection on it was I had to reflect on why my attitude was the way it was um, in, in the, in what made up that moment. And when I say moment, um, I mean that there were probably six or seven of them kind of scattered over a couple of months that I would really call one Kairos moment. And I had to reflect on my attitude and my reaction to that moment. Um, And then I had the opportunity to, invite a couple of mentors of mine into into that conversation. Um, and, you know, both were super, were super great. And they listened and they helped, they helped me to make a plan and, and neither were like, you need to do this, but they were there to help kind of walk me through that. Wayne was one of them. Um, he's a mentor of mine. And then Dale, my former district superintendent, um, you know, he and I went out to lunch and just talked about it and just, he encouraged me through it. And, and so without, um, without them, I don't know if I would have made the right decision. And, you know, this was something that God was calling us to. And it was, I mean, it was a big change. Um, you know, we, we interviewed here last summer and the day we interviewed, we found out Bethany was pregnant with our third child. And so, that wasn't something we were planning either. And so now we're not only we moving two kids, but we're going to have a third and moving across the country yet again. Um, and so like it was a, it was a big change, but understanding that those are the sort of things. So you have to observe like, your reaction to it and then reflect on why did, why did you have that reaction? And all of that is really asking the question. What's, what's God saying to me right now? What is God saying at this moment? Like, what is he calling me to? And it's for that person. Like you went to help you to understand, like, I think God's calling you to ministry. Like, I think that's what it is. And then they help you to make a plan and they keep you accountable. And then you just have to, you have to do it or it doesn't work, right? You have to believe to the point where you would act on it. Um, And then that other side of the equation, if it's like, what's God saying to me? It's so, so what are you going to do? Like, mm-hmm. it's it's in your court like you have the opportunity to do something about it and to change become more like Jesus or to ignore it mm-hmm. and just ignore it completely and God gives you the opportunity you know he's he does not he's not a forceful god so we're going to take a break and then when we come back we've got two stories in scripture of Jesus employing this method with his disciples and so what we want you to see is this this tool that we gave on Sunday, it is it is right out of scripture. It is not a it is not some made-up thing. Jesus uses this method of helping his disciples change and become more like the person that they're supposed to be. And so we'll be right back and we'll talk about it.
0: On Friday evening, June 16th, we are kicking off a new Encompass Sisterhood Ministry. We are inviting all of the ladies of all ages to gather here for a coffee bar, charcuterie boards and information about this new ministry. And for you guys, the Saturday before Father's Day, that's June 17th, we'll be putting out a breakfast spread for you. Our own chef, Gerald Barker, will be whipping up lots of protein and carbs to get you through the weekend. Be here at 8.30 a.m. for that.
1: All right, welcome back. Well, so we're talking about repenting and believing, and what it looks like, and what that really means is that God's calling us to change something, and that we then need to believe that um, that's the right thing to the point we, where we act on it. And so we're we He's calling us to do something different whether it's we were doing something wrong and we need to stop doing that thing, um, or if it's that we were doing something but he's got something different for us now he's calling us to change in that. And there's a couple of, um, there's all sorts of examples. We wanted to point to out um, of Jesus using this method of, of helping his disciples and challenging them to walk this kind of path of discipleship um, to become kind of who um, they were called to be. Now, the first is from the Sermon on the Mount. Sermon on the Mount uh, can be found in Matthew chapter five, six, and seven. Um, but in here, we're not going to read that whole thing because it's it's a lot. But what we want you to know is that there's Jesus is starting to preach, and it's it's a pretty heavy sermon. There's a lot of really challenging things in it. Yeah. And usually, when a pastor preaches really challenging things, it will spark one of those moments in the in the mind or the heart of the listener. And sometimes those moments, like Jesus is talking about, I mean, he's talking about, you know, love your enemies, um, giving, uh, adultery. He's talking about being salt and light, how to pray. These things, how to fast, um, these things could maybe start to cause anxiety in the hearer because there's a lot to talk about. And so I, I wanted to, like, that Kairos that moment might be. That oh man, like there's a lot of things that I'm not doing that I need to start doing. Um, and so Jesus helps them to make an observation. He says this, says, "Therefore I tell you, don't worry about your life or what you will eat, what you will drink, or about your, your body, uh, what you will wear. Isn't life more um, than food? and isn't um, your body more than clothing? He says this, here's the observation. I want you to think about the birds of the sky. They don't sow or reap or gather in barns, yet their heavenly father feeds them. And then he says, so that's the observation. Like I want, look at the birds of the sky. And then he asks them to reflect on it. Aren't you worth more than they are? Aren't you worth more? And then in, in this time, like, so Matthew writes this down and, um, there's a pretty good chance that Jesus didn't just talk for four hours. Yeah. Um, It's a pretty good chance Um, in this style of teaching of a rabbi. It would be very conversational. We don't get a conversation here, like we don't have Jesus asking a question and disciples talking back to him. Right. Let's just assume that that probably happened because that was the style. Sure. Um, He asks the question: Can any of you, any of you, add a moment to their life by worrying? And so there's a discussion that happens here probably between the disciples and Jesus. He's like, tell me, can any of you add that? And so it's, no, you can't. And he goes on more, um, and then he tells them the plan. Here's the plan. Seek first God's kingdom, his righteousness, and all of these things will be provided for you. That's the plan. The plan is to seek his kingdom first, and then the worries that you have can be put to rest. The anxiety that you feel right now from that moment that you just had can be put to rest because if you seek God's kingdom, all this stuff is going to come, um, come for you too. But he wants to keep him accountable. He says, But I don't want you to judge anybody because I want you to understand that you're going to be judged how you judge people. How you measure people, you're going to be measured too. So I'm going to keep you accountable. Um, and then he says in verse 24, Everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like the wise man. Like this is this, this perfect picture of, of Jesus helping them to observe, reflect, discuss, plan, be accountable, and act. Because this, this moment happened for them, and they were invited to change and become more like him. So, the second one Brett's going to read um, from the book of Matthew as well. It's about the rich young ruler. Will you read that for us?
0: Yeah. It says, A man approached him and said, Teacher, what good thing must I do to have eternal life? Jesus said, Why do you ask me about what is good? There's only one who is good. If you want to enter eternal life, keep the commandments. The man said, Which ones? Then Jesus said, Don't commit murder, don't commit adultery, don't steal, don't give false testimony. Honor your father and mother and love your neighbor as you love yourself. The young man replied, I've kept all of these. What am I still missing? Jesus said, if you want to be complete, go, sell what you own and give the money to the poor. Then you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. But the young man heard this. He went away saddened because he had many possessions.
1: I just lost my place. Oh, here we go. And so, um, if you keep if you keep reading, keep reading through twenty nine, sure. because this is this is part of it. So this is that's the conversation with the rich young ruler, and the sad part is that he goes away, and we don't know what becomes of him. Yeah. But the discipleship piece of this is Jesus with his disciples next. So go ahead and hit that next through um, verse twenty nine
0: then jesus said to his disciples i assure you that it will be very hard for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven in fact it's easier for a camel to squeeze through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter god's kingdom when his disciples heard this they were stunned then who can be saved they asked jesus looked at them carefully and said it's possible it's impossible for human beings but all things are possible for god then peter replied look we've left everything and followed you what will we have Jesus said to them, I assure you who have followed me that when everything is made new, when the human one sits on the magnificent throne, you will sit on 12 thrones overseeing the 12 tribes of Israel. And all who have left houses, brothers, sisters, father, mother, children, or farms because of my name will receive 100 times more and will inherit eternal life. Yeah.
1: So Jesus has this conversation with this rich young this rich young man and... Um, the, the questions asked of him is, how, how can I inherit eternal life? He tells him, um, and the guy says, never mind. Like, I can't do that. And this is a hard teaching for the disciples because they they don't understand. And Jesus says, hey, he, so here's the Kairos moment, right? This conversation between him and the disciples and, and the conversation between the rich young ruler, it's going to be hard for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven. easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven that's the moment, okay, the disciples are like, oh, I don't understand that. And so they ask the question, right? The kind of the observation of this is um, they're kind of astonished. Like they, it takes them, it's like they're taken aback yeah. by that. Um, and so again, if we said that the observation is really your reaction to the moment. So this is their reaction to the moment of Jesus saying, a rich man is going to have a hard time entering the kingdom of heaven. they're taking it back and then they say okay well then um who who can be saved and they reflect on this and then they talk about it and he says well um they can be who's going to be saved is they're just having this conversation and jesus kind of is walking them through this they ask another question and they they have this conversation with him they say okay well what what about us like we left everything what what's there for us then and so again, they're discussing it and he's he's walking them through it. And then he has the plan for them. And he says, Listen, if you leave your family, your field, your your houses, and you do that for me, then you are gonna receive this, but you have to like you have to give it up and follow me. And so it's less about so I think sometimes we read this passage and we really hammer on the the rich young ruler. Like we we hammer on that. Part of it and not get to the second part where Jesus walks his disciples through this and says, listen, the plan is this. You have to give something up to follow me. Um, And it might not be that he's calling you person here in 2023 to give up all your possessions and, and and follow him like that. But the but if you do that in his name, if you give something up in his name and you follow him, then the reward comes, which is you become more like him and you get to inherit what he has for you. And it's just another example of Jesus using this method of helping them to see the moment. The moment is here and being patient with them. And I'm glad he's patient because this is a this really hard thing to, to take and he's mm-hmm. patient with you, he's patient with me. Um, and so Jesus kind of walks them through this and how helps them to see that um, it gives them the, the the plan and holds them accountable and then they have to go do it. Yeah. Right, And he ends up, whoever will be first will be last, and the last will be first. So, so those are just a couple of examples of what it looks like to um, to live into this this moment. And so we, we want you to know that as we go through this book this summer, there's going to be a ton of times where um, something's going to happen, you're going to have the opportunity, but God's going to call you, to change, to change something, whether he calls out a specific maybe thing that you're shortcoming in your life, whether it's sin or something that's happened in your life, or maybe it's just that he's calling you to change your direction, change your mind, change your behavior in something. We want to give you the tool to be able to to work with that. And this is one of them. It's called The Circle. And if you want to know more, you can give me a call. And I'd love to talk with you about it. And if you don't have somebody that you feel like you could go to and have that conversation with, that's what we're here for. Um, and so you have pastors here who are on your side and want to be that for you. We have small group leaders who are ready to help you um, walk around that circle and, and find what it is that God has for you. That's going to wrap it up for our episode today. I'm thankful for you for listening, for being here. Um, we want you to like and subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friend. If you have any questions or comments, you can get a hold of us at podcast at shepnaz.org. For Pastor Brett, I'm Joey. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. This podcast is a production of the Shepherd Church of the Nazarene, Gehenna, Ohio. Email to podcast at shepnaz.org and let us know what you think.